This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. We've got clouds, a little fog and mist out, 73 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Thursday, the 22nd of July, 2021. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. We're expecting mostly sunny skies today with a 40% chance of afternoon showers and possibly a thunderstorm. We'll have a high of 91 with the heat index as high as 97. It'll be partly cloudy tonight, our low 72. Sunny on Friday with a high of 93 and a heat index as high as 101. Friday night, clear skies, a low of 74. And Saturday, mostly sunny skies and a high of 94. Right now, we've got some clouds, a little fog and mist out, 73 degrees at the KVOM studios. And let's take a moment and congratulate our employee of the day for today, Amanda Berry with Jonathan Kelly's Law Office. Obituaries this morning, Gregory Lynn McDaniel, age 51 of Russellville, died on Saturday, July 17th. He is survived by two sons, Isaac McDaniel of Russellville and Evan Button of Fort Smith. One daughter, Ashlyn McDaniel of Fordyce, his father, Reverend John C. McDaniel, and his wife, Joyce of Russellville, two sisters and two brothers. Graveside service for Gregory Lynn McDaniel will be held Saturday, July 24th at 10 a.m. at Rose of Sharon Cemetery in Blackwell by Pastor Jerry Ross, Jr. Public walkthrough visitation will be Friday, July 23rd from 3 until 6 p.m. At Vance Wilson and Jarrett Funeral Home in Moralton. Brian Eugene Pitts, age 25, of Perry, died Tuesday, July 20th. He was an electrician and of the Baptist faith and is survived by his parents, Mark Brian Pitts and Laura Lucille Reeves Pitts, his brothers Ethan Pitts and Seth Pitts of Perry, his grandmother Eunice Reeves of Elaine, and many uncles, aunts, nieces, and nephews. Funeral services for Brian Eugene Pitts will be held Monday, July 26th at 2 p.m. at the Harris Chapel. Burial will be at Perry Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends one hour prior to service time. George H. Templeton, age 85, of Wildwood, Missouri, died on Tuesday, July 13th. Graveside services will be July 24th, this Saturday, at 1 p.m. at Rose of Sharon Cemetery in Blackwell. Arrangements are by Larry G. Ackland Funeral Home of Moralton. Imogene L. Walker, age 78, of Twin Groves, died Wednesday, July 14th. Funeral services will be Friday, July 23rd at 11 a.m. at Zion Grove Missionary Baptist Church in Twin Groves. Visitation will be held this afternoon from 3 until 6 at Larry G. Ackland Funeral Home of Conway. Stephen Kelly Williams, age 46, of Moralton, died July 15th. A memorial service will be held Friday, July 23rd at 1 p.m. at Better Life Ministries, Number 6 Limley Road in Atkins. Arrangements are by Larry G. Ackland Funeral Home of Conway. Coming up on 735, we've got some fog and mist, clouds and 73 degrees at the KVOM Studios. On our way to a high of 91 with a heat index as high as 97, and we've got a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms today. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment.
Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 736. We've got some clouds, a little fog and mist out, and 73 degrees at the KVOM studios. One person is dead, another in custody, following a stabbing at a residence in Perry County early Tuesday morning. Chief Deputy Bill Finley with the Perry County Sheriff's Office says officers were dispatched to the home at number 3 Moore Lane in Perry, around 1 a.m. Upon arrival, Finley says they found that a male had been stabbed and the parties involved were still on scene. One subject was taken into custody. The victim was transported by ambulance to CHI St. Vincent Moralton Hospital, then airlifted to University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in Little Rock. The victim later died at UAMS from injuries sustained during the altercation. Because the incident remains under investigation, Authorities did not release the names of the victim or the suspect in the case, although KVOM has learned the victim is 25-year-old Brian Pitts. An 18-year-old male is in custody in Conway County after allegedly leading Moralton police officers in a pursuit into Perry County in a stolen vehicle. Moralton Police Chief Sonny Stover says his department was alerted Monday morning by Conway County Sheriff's deputies that a suspect in a stolen vehicle was believed to be driving to Moralton. Chief Stover says a pursuit began once Patrolman Taylor Doobie came into contact with the vehicle near the St. Anthony's Senior Living Center. When he went to stop the vehicle, the vehicle fled. Uh, we went through town, uh, headed south on 9 uh, into Perry County. Once it got through Perryville, started up Perry Mountain, driver lost control and uh, went off the road and struck a tree. Suspect was taken into custody without incident from there. The suspect has been identified as Nathan McIntosh. His city of residence on record is Pine Bluff, though authorities believe he has most recently been living in Conway County. McIntosh faces a felony fleeing charge along with a number of misdemeanor traffic violations from the city of Moralton and a stolen vehicle charge from Conway County. Another big jump in COVID-19 cases in Arkansas was noted Thursday. The Arkansas Department of Health reported 1,459 new cases for the day. The number of active cases in the state grew by 428 to 11,903. Thirteen new deaths were recorded to bring the state's total to 6,020, while the number of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 increased by 33 to 848. Locally, four new cases were reported in Conway County, as the number of active cases decreased by two for the day to 47. In Perry County, nine new cases were reported, but the number of active cases declined by two to 69. No new deaths were reported in either county. There have still been 37 deaths in Conway County and 12 in Perry County since the pandemic began. Officials continue to urge residents to get vaccinated. Moralton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer says it's the best defense against COVID-19 
and the only way to slow the spread of the dangerous Delta variant through the community. This is not going away. We've got to take this serious. We can't let our guard down. Two reasons that I got vaccinated is, is being a leader. I want to be an example. Plus, if I got exposed to somebody, I didn't have to be quarantined. And so I just urge everybody to go out and get vaccinated. Nearly 10,000 doses of the vaccine were administered to Arkansans on Wednesday, and 40.44% of the state's residents aged 12 and over are now fully immunized. In Conway County, 93 doses were given, and 43.1% of the county's 12 and over population is now fully vaccinated. In Perry County, 47 doses were given, and the vaccination rate is 39.7% among the 12 and over age group. In an effort to increase the vaccine numbers in Perry County, Perryville High School is hosting a free vaccine clinic on Tuesday, July 27th. The Pfizer vaccine will be available from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. in the school gym for anyone in the community aged 12 and over. You must call Andrea Crowder at 501-889-4331 in advance if you plan to get the vaccine, and a parent or guardian must be present to sign a consent form for anyone under the age of 18. Again, that is at Perryville High School, Tuesday, July 27th from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. There is a free opportunity to get the Pfizer vaccine in Moralton today. It's at the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce's job fair being held at UACCM in the Tyson Training Hall inside the UACCM Workforce Training Center. That'll be going on from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. today, and those shots will be administered by CHI St. Vincent Moralton. Arkansas has given the federal government its proposal to overhaul the state's Medicaid expansion. The state Tuesday submitted its proposed waiver for the expansion program, and Governor Asa Hutchinson has said he hopes to win approval by November or December. Without approval of this waiver, then the current waiver ends December 31st. So this has to be approved in some form in order for the expanded health care that we have in Arkansas to be available. And so, of course, January 1, 2022, we expect our home uh, to be live and be serving the people of this state. As with the current program, the overhauled expansion would continue using Medicaid funds to purchase private insurance for low-income residents. It would include incentives aimed at encouraging participants to work or meet certain health goals. Arkansas unveiled the proposal after President Joe Biden's administration moved to roll back work requirements in Arkansas and other states that courts had blocked. A federal judge has blocked an Arkansas law banning nearly all abortions from taking effect this month. U.S. District Judge Christine Baker Tuesday issued a preliminary injunction preventing the law's enforcement while she considers a challenge to its constitutionality. The measure passed by the majority Republican legislature and signed by GOP Governor Asa Hutchinson was set to take effect July 28th. The ban allows the procedure to save the life of the mother and does not provide exceptions for those impregnated in an act of rape or incest. A federal judge has also temporarily blocked Arkansas's ban on gender-confirming treatments for transgender youth while a lawsuit challenging the prohibition proceeds. U.S. District Judge Jay Moody in Little Rock issued the ruling Wednesday. The American Civil Liberties Union filed a lawsuit in May asking the judge to strike down the law that made Arkansas the first state to forbid doctors from providing gender-confirming hormone treatment, puberty blockers, or sex reassignment surgery to anyone under the age of 18, or from referring them to other providers for such treatment. Arkansas's GOP-dominated legislature 
overrode Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson's veto of the measure. 744, and let's check our market report with Edna Hill of Edward Jones Investments in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, equities traded higher again on Wednesday as sentiment continues to improve following early week fears of spreading Delta variant. International markets were broadly higher as well, with European equities benefiting a pandemic worries simmering from a boil. A look under the hood confirms the improving outlook with value outperforming growth. Energy, financials, and industrials led today, reflecting a more constructive, cynical view. Ten-year benchmark yields also signaled a more positive note, rising back toward the 1.3% level after the sharp drop in rates earlier this week. The Dow closed at 34,798, up 286 points. NASDAQ closed at 14,632, up 133 points. Volume was heavy, was moderate as 893 million shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a look at stocks of interest to our Kansans. AT&T down 0.01 at 27.90. Bank of America up 0.77 at 38.46. Centerpoint Energy down 0.07 at 25.17. Deering Company up 4.97 at 353. Energy Corp down 1.20 at 101.15. Under Armour up 0.38 at 17.73. Simmons Bank up 0.55 at 27.22. Regions Financial up 0.33 at 19.27. Southwestern Energy up 0.20 at 4.93. Tyson Foods up 0.13 at 71.47. Walmart down 0.70 at 141.17. Live Ramp up 1.20 at 41.77. Interpublic Group up 3.54 at 34.81. Nextera Energy down 1.29 at 75.88. Natural Gas down 0.03 at 3.93. Precious Mills were higher. Gold was up 0.50 at 1,803.90, and silver was up 0.07 at 25.33. I'm Edna Hill, Senior Branch Office Administrator, Edward Jones Investments, Doug Cahill's Office, North Bay Street, downtown Marlton. On our community calendar, here's where the Conway County Library's bookmobile will be today. From noon till 1, it'll be at Beeson's Grocery in Hattieville. From 1.30 until 2.30 at Circle 8 Store in Jerusalem. And from 3 until 4 o'clock at Nick's Grocery in St. Vincent. A portion of Bridge Street near Moralton Primary School will be closed through the end of this month due to construction. The Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce is holding a job fair today from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. at Tyson Training Hall inside the Workforce Training Center at the University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton. 39 employers are expected to be on hand, and over 500 jobs are available. Attendees are reminded to dress professionally, bring a resume, be prepared for an impromptu interview, and the possibility of a job offer today. Several local and regional employers will be on hand. As we mentioned earlier, CHI St. Vincent Moralton will be on hand with the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. The Moralton Planning and Zoning Commission meets at 5.30 tonight in the City Council meeting room at Moralton City Hall. The Moralton Knights of Columbus 4th Degree Assembly will meet tonight at 6 at the Hall in Moralton. The Lanny Heritage Association will have a fundraising yard sale Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Lanny Community Building on Highway 287. All proceeds will go to the building fund to pay utilities and maintenance. And for more information, text Jane McLaren at 501-208-7893.
Union Chapel will hold its monthly community meeting Saturday afternoon at 2 at the school pavilion. And Reverend Amy McLaren is offering a class entitled Preaching 101 to help those who feel God's call on their lives Saturday afternoon at 3 in the Fellowship Hall of Family Life Worship Center on Highway 9 in Moralton. Attendees are asked to bring a three-ring binder, a pen or pencil, a Bible, and money for pizza. Well, did you know that you can hear KVOM's News Watch whenever it's convenient for you? It's available on the KVOM Podcast channel. You can subscribe for free by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or you can just listen on our website or app. You can listen whenever it's convenient for you. Search for KVOM where you listen to podcasts. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published each weekday and is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 749, 73 degrees. We've got clouds, some fog and mist outside. KVOM's morning news watch continues with sports and weather after this. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Cave Owns News Watcher Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. The spotlight shines in Arkansas today as SEC Media Days wrap up in Hoover, Alabama. The Razorbacks are the second of three teams to take the stage today. Coach Sam Pittman is joined by senior offensive lineman Myron Cunningham and senior linebacker Grant Morgan in discussing the outlook for the 2021 season. The Razorbacks open the season at home against Rice on September 4th. For a second consecutive night, the St. Louis Cardinals coughed up a ninth inning lead. But this time they managed to come out on top. Yadier Molina's walk-off hit in the 10th inning gave the Cards a 3-2 win over the Chicago Cubs last night. That win gets the Cards back to 500 on the season and moves them into sole possession of third place in the National League Central Division. St. Louis now seven and a half games behind division-leading Milwaukee as they wrap up the four-game series with the Cubs tonight. First pick for this one, 6.15 p.m. pregame at 5.20 on Motown Radio, 92.5 FM and AM 800. The Wichita wind surge hit three home runs and defeated the Arkansas Travelers 6-4 last night at Dickey Stevens Park to move three and a half games ahead of the Cravs in the AA Central North Division standings. That series continues tonight at 7-10. And that's sports this morning. All right, Eric, thank you for those updates here on this Thursday morning. It's now 7.51. We've got still just a little bit of fog and mist outside, 75 degrees here at the KVOM studios. And in our weather outlook for today, we've got mostly sunny skies in store, a high of 91 with heat index values as high as 97 today and a calm wind becoming southeast around 5. We also have a 40% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. The weather service tells us that uh, that's mainly going to be after after 1 o'clock this afternoon. Then tonight, that looks uh, partly cloudy. Our low down to 72 degrees. Then for tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 93. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, low down to 74. Then Saturday, mostly sunny, going to go up to 94 degrees. On Sunday, another 30% chance of showers uh, moving in. Otherwise, uh, sunshine high of 96. And then 96 again on Monday and warming up a little bit more on uh, Tuesday with looks like a high of 97. 
Taking a look at current conditions at the KVOM studios, our humidity is at 100%. Our wind speed is calm right now. Barometric pressure, 30.12 inches. Our dew points at 75 degrees, and our visibility is at 6 miles. The low this morning was 71 degrees. The high yesterday was 90. The low a year ago was 74, with a high of 96 no rainfall the past 24 hours at the KVOM studios, and our total rainfall for the year remains steady at 31.67 inches. Sunset this evening, 823, and sunrise tomorrow morning, 613, when you join us for Mornings in Moralton, right here on KVOM FM 101.7. Again, we've got a little bit of fog and mist, otherwise a few clouds, 75 degrees at the KVOM studios at 752, approaching 753. Our morning news watch continues in just a moment. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Once again, you're listening to KVOM's Thursday morning edition of News Watch. As we approach 7.55, we've got 75 degrees at the KVOM studios in Moralton. And we're back now with our close-up segment this morning, visiting with Jerry Smith on behalf of the First United Methodist Church and National Night Out. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Hunter. Well, it's certainly we're certainly glad to have you here uh, this morning, Jerry. And uh, I'm certainly interested in National Night Out. It sounds like it's going to be a, a great time. But first, tell us about the idea of National Night Out and, and how that came to be. Yeah, that started, I think, in 1984 uh, by an organization called National Association of Town Watch. Um, I don't know where they're headquartered, but uh, they've got a website, natw.org. Um, and the idea was to uh, bring police and neighborhoods together more for neighbors to meet neighbors and for them to meet the police and get to know the police and have a better working relationship because the police can't do their job alone. I think that's kind of one of the principles of this, uh, that they need neighbors who are aware and watching and caring about their their, their neighborhood and their neighbors. Uh, but it's also a time for neighbors to meet neighbors because, and back to the safety issue, uh, it's been shown time and again that neighborhoods where neighbors know their neighbor are safer neighborhoods. They just have less crime mm-hmm. um, in, instead of situations where uh, people just don't even know the person next door uh, and they've been living there 10 years. So, uh, And we know that's the case. That's been the case with me until I retired uh, recently. And uh, so now I'm able to get out and meet my neighbors so I'm glad this uh, this program is available. I got to know about it in Jonesboro, where we lived for a while. Uh, we heard about National Night Out and started that in Jonesboro. Uh, another lady and I uh, got behind that, and the police jumped into it. It can either be put together by the police department, uh, or it can be done with neighborhoods just saying, we're going to have a block party, and we're going to invite the police. Uh, either way, it, it, there's no no. Uh, they, they, they have very little hard rules about this. Mm-hmm. There really are no rules. It's just get together, uh, have a good time, celebrate the evening, and do it 
with everybody nationwide on the same night. It's always the third, the, the first Tuesday in August called National Night Out. Okay. Well, that sounds like it's, it's going to be a great event. And uh, uh, Jerry, tell us more about uh, what's going to be going on at our local event. Well, because I had heard about this, um, kind of just knew about it, um, and it, for some reason I thought, okay, it's coming up. I don't know what made me think about it uh, about a month ago, and I thought, well, let's. Uh, I'll get uh, my neighbors together. I knew the Sonny Stover was all over this, and he, he loved the idea, mm-hmm. so I knew we would be able to get the local police department to support it. And I was thinking, we'll just get the folks on my street, which is about eight houses, you know, it's not that many. Uh-huh. And the more I thought about, no, that's not, it's not a big enough party. <laughs> so uh, we live in uh, the part of town uh, south of the railroad uh, between that and Green Street. Um, so um, I thought, well, I'll go two, two streets over one way and two streets the other. And that'll be a night. It's about a hundred houses. Wow, great! Uh, so uh, that that's uh, it, it does, no rhyme or reason. Just that's who's closest to us. And when we walk, we tend to walk in that area. Okay. All right. So uh, if you live in that area, you can certainly uh, uh, you're especially invited to uh, to take part in that party. But uh, uh, Jerry, from from what I gather, you want uh, uh, folks from all over the community to come out to this event, right? Well, uh, well, actually, uh, what we're hoping is that uh, people will do their own block parties. Okay. Uh, and and uh, invite people to come to their – when you look at it nationwide, and they put out a newsletter, uh, you can get online and get all the information. Uh, people have backyard barbecues, too. They have all the way to full-blown festivals. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, what we would hope is, uh, or what I'd hope, because when I was at the Chamber of Commerce, uh, one of the things that, uh, we always uh, wanted to see happen was community development starting at the neighborhood level, mm-hmm. uh, that it be initiated by citizens. And this is really a citizen empowerment uh, type program. So, uh, sure they, they can come to our block party. Um, but, um, uh, you know, why you, you need to meet your own neighbors, right? Right. So uh-huh. it's easy to do just somebody. And I think a church is a great way to go. Uh-huh. Uh, the first United Methodist church on chestnut, uh, said, yeah, we'll provide tables and chairs mm-hmm. and, and a parking lot. Well, that's really all we need it because people have yard games that they can bring. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and drinks. Somebody's already offered to provide the drinks, uh, and we're looking for somebody to help us with the hot dogs. But uh, the the uh, Trent uh, from the, the deputy police chief has uh, already told me he's going to have a bunch of, of the policemen there just mm-hmm. playing games with us and and answering questions. They'll they'll make a little short talk about uh, community policing mm-hmm. uh, and how the neighbors can help them. Uh, with that crime watch neighborhood crime watch programs are started out of these kind of things Uh, there's a new program nationwide about dog walkers that are involved with uh, crime watch with the police Um, so uh, will the the church will be providing that for us Um, the fire department uh, is uh, supporting this and going to be involved as well Uh, so it's just a time to have good fun from 5.30 to 8 uh, on Tuesday, August 3rd, 
uh, at uh, the parking lot at the First United Methodist Church. All right. Well, that sounds fantastic. Now, Jerry, for the folks that uh, would like to go ahead and uh, start their own block party, if they would like to uh, plan that, uh, there's lots of resources out there available for them to do that, right, with National Night Out? That is. That's correct. You can get on to – There's. Uh, I, I noticed that they put out a list uh, every year of who's uh, registered to have an event, and there are 24 sites for this year in Arkansas. Uh, Marlton's one of them, and I suppose that's, as far as I know, our block, our neighborhood is the, is the one that's registered for Marlton. Okay. Uh, they will send you a bunch of material. Uh, I've put our name in, and so they will send that to me, a, a bunch of promotional material, support material, mm-hmm. things we can use for signs and so forth. Um, yeah, and anybody can get that. But you can get it online by going to the NATW dot uh, org okay all right well sounds like it's going to be a good time jerry any other information to pass along this morning uh i think that's uh i think that's it we, we appreciate the mayor uh he's going to block off a couple of streets for us uh so we can the kids can play in the street um uh so we're we're, we're getting good support the chamber of commerce is uh supporting us uh so uh uh, we, we appreciate all of that, and it's going to be a good time. All right, folks, again, uh, make plans to attend uh, National Night Out or, of course, uh, host your own block party like we've uh, discussed this morning. Again, that's coming up Tuesday, August the 3rd, again, from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Again, we've been visiting this morning with Jerry Smith. Jerry, thank you for talking to us today. Thank you, Hunter. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.